welcome to Geek Space Nine, Tuscan Shed Media Podcast. That is the discovery and/or rediscovery of Star Trek Space Nine. With me, as always, is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Doing pretty good, Ben. Thanks for asking. It's good. And Peter Dancy, how are you, Peter? I'm good. How about y'all? Well, my name is Ben. And this week, we have made it to the end of the first season, which we will talk about a little bit at the end of the show. But first up, the penultimate and then final episodes, which were Duet and In the Hands of the Prophets, two very acclaimed, famous episodes. So, first up, let's talk about Duet. In this episode, Major Kira discovers a Cardassian who could be part of a brutal labor camp that uh, basically sounds like a concentration camp uh, called Galatep. Uh, everyone who served under this has a very specific illness, which makes her realize he was likely part of it. He initially claims he's this person named Maritza, a low-level file clerk who was just there at the time, and Kira seems somewhat disappointed till she discovers that he may in fact be uh, Gardalheel, the actual leader and tyrannical overlord of said labor camp, one of the great uh, evil characters in the Bajoran uh, occupation. Uh, when he's revealed to be Galdar, he'll you know, he brags and boasts, says all these horrible, evil things to her, um, until she discovers that he's not, in fact, Gardahil, he is, in fact, Maritza who got his face changed to look like Gardar Heel because as a file clerk he could do nothing to help the Bajoran people. So we thought as penance for his crime of inaction, he would pretend to be Gardar Heel and give the Bajoran people the villain who had died years ago, give them the satisfaction of knowing that they killed him. And uh, and admitting to that the Cardassians did something wrong, and that there there does need to be consequences for what the Cardassians did on Bajor. Oh, and then, in a twist at the end of the episode, as Maritza is being led away to go back home, he is killed by another Bajoran. He kills him just because he's a Cardassian. And Kira responds that killing a person just because they're Cardassian is no longer okay. So what do we think of this episode? I really enjoyed this episode. If this Same. is not my favorite episode of the season, it's without question in the top three. I, I was actually on the edge of my seat the whole time. I didn't know um, who this guy really was, if he was the file clerk, if he was Goldar Heel, if he was someone else entirely. But I thought he was, I, I was convinced he was, you know, the bad guy for this episode until, you know, the end where he finally came clean and said, I'm doing this so that um, the Cardassians will have to face their crimes and people need to know all the terrible things that we did and, you know, we fucked up, basically. Right, uh, right. And um, then, uh, as you said, the great moment uh, with Kira at the end, um, sort of having one of the first, certainly the biggest moment of character development this season and sort of changing 
making making an about face on her ideals basically was really interesting and done well it didn't feel sudden or forced right um so yes really really good episode no i i totally agree um you ever see an episode or a movie and you're like was this made for me particularly (laughs) Uh, not that you guys didn't obviously love it but this is just a lot of things that i find very fascinating i love the noble lie trope i think that's a very interesting idea the idea of putting on a performance that's better than the truth the right, truth right. is that garda hill got away uh he died a hero to the cardassian people he never got to face judgment he'll never face judgment um and that's horrible you know what i mean we think of how many people and, and i'll talk a little bit more about uh uh, Adolf Eichmann and other Nazis, but a lot of the big Nazis, you know, Hitler and uh, uh, Goebbels and Reichmann, a lot of them died and killed themselves, and we never got to experience that need, primal need for vengeance or, or, or reconciliation or justice. And I think it's a very fascinating idea to put on this show to give someone a better world than the one they live in, to give, say, Here's Goldar Heel, and he's just as evil as you ever thought, and all he ever says is about how he wants to kill Bajorans and how much he loves everything about it, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's just very clever and very, very simple. And uh, I really appreciated that kind of, like you said, the efficiency of the episode, the way it built, and the way it revealed itself was all very well orchestrated. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no. I'm. I, I, I'm just. I'm just thinking back through this episode. I mean. I mean. I mean. Like, like Sarah. Like Sarah said, thinking for like a pretty damn good chunk of it that you know that that this person we're looking at is it, 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 it is is someone that Kira, that Kira and, Baj- and Bajoran should be like like cheering and like and and, and celebrating ha, and celebrating has, has some has somehow been caught i mean it it it, it, it was it was great it, it was great to me to just to, to see the to see the character development in in kira and with 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 her with her realizing or, or with, with her coming to a point you know there's been enough death there's been enough there's been enough death like this is one of those moments this is one of those times where when there doesn't need to be another, especially if it's senseless. But 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 it, but it was it was also interesting to see to to meet a Cardassian, who, who who yeah who who yes I'm sure part of it had to do with the fact that he was there, he he he, he was he was there at 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 this labor camp, but it was interesting to to still see a Cardassian, who 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 felt remorse for what who, who for, for what his people had done and 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 and, and felt and felt that there should be consequences uh fi- on consequences faced by his people and it, and, it, and it makes me wonder uh if at any point in the future of this in the future of this uh, of, of this series of deep space nine if if we will meet more cardassians who are like him and and and, and how and how that and how that will play out between but between having a cardassian or cardassians like that and and when and when they come Face to face with Bajorans, who, 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 very well, who very well may still feel the the same way the that that, that one Bajoran at the end, uh, who killed him. 
Right. It's a nice, uh, like you said, um, expanding of both races, which is good. You know, we've, we've mostly seen the Bajorans as victims, as people who are persecuted. We had that uh, episode with the farmer who had to, like, deal with uh, being let out of his land, another sort of victim story. Yeah. And, uh, and the Cardassians is villains and perpetrators and evil, and not that the, they... Uh, what the Cardassians did wasn't evil, and what the Bajorans did wasn't uh, noble and things like that, but it showed that there was breath and room in their interpretations and we're not going to just see the Cardassians as they're always evil people who always do evil things they are right. an empire driven society but they are also have the capacity to have range within them Jordan's are capacity to be victims but there are people who still go beyond that and are so broken by the occupation that they cannot see beyond simple uh, speciesism speciesism? racism uh-huh. for species? I'm trying my best to say. Yeah. <laughs> the mouth uh, tongue twister. So I yeah, really it's... dude also um, just real quick say I, I really like the performance of both Nana Visitor as Kira, but also Mark Alamino as Gold. Uh, not called that's Gold Ducat, sorry. He's uh, Maritza. Harris Ewan. That's uh who played Maritza. He did really, oh, yeah, really yeah. well. Sorry, yes, he so? also played a Quentin Travers in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was yes, he did. funny for me to watch at first, <laughs> and then a, I stopped seeing him. Yeah. He's also the judge in uh, Ghostbusters 2, who goes, uh, the Scolari brothers, I killed them mm-hmm. years ago. Oh, wow. He's, uh, yeah, he's a guy, you'd see him if out of that makeup, you'd recognize him. One of those classic bad guy actors. Yes. But uh, what was your point earlier, Sarah? Well, just that it's really nice to, and, and you you and Peter pretty much covered this already, but it is really nice to see a Cardassian who, I think this is the first time in all of Star Trek that we've seen a Cardassian who isn't a bad guy or who at least seems to be on the side of the Bajorans. Yeah. And it's it's really nice. It's sort of a reminder that, you know, the Cardassians like... Presumably any other race, maybe with the exception of the Ferengi, um, are multifaceted <laughs> people with, you know, not everyone all, you know, has the same goals or thinks or has the same sort of moral compass, I guess. And um, we see that a little bit uh, with Bajorans as well in this episode and then also in the next episode. But we'll get to that when we come to it. Oh, my God. The next episode. Good. It's yeah, also... Good. Interesting too, because he says that he does it for the love of Cardassia. It's like the the big thing about the Cardassians is their their home state, the, this intense nationalistic pride. Um, and he says that you know he viewed this as a blight on Cardassia. Like he does it because it makes Cardassia look terrible. Like it makes them look. It kind of showed him for the glory of the Empire is not all it's cracked up to be, and that they did do war crimes and they should be punished, and that. If they aren't, Cardassia will only look worse if it ignores these things longer and longer and doesn't take responsibility for them, which is absolutely something that they did in Nazi Germany, you know, right after they made very strict rules of, like, there will be no Nazi symbolism, it's a crime right. of any yeah, sort of yeah, Nazi yeah. imagery, and they went really hardcore on, like, this was wrong, we were wrong, we accept that we were wrong, and I think it helped them very quickly versus... You know, something like uh, the Armenian Genocide still hasn't really been talked about much um, and and only makes it worse as the years go on and on. Um, and so I think it's a very interesting idea that he was, in fact, nationalistic, 
he wasn't didn't just hate Cardassia for this. It was that he hated that his people could be the same people that he loved, which I think is a lot more interesting than just screw Cardassia. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I he, the the way the way the way he felt about everything is is that is that he loved his people, but he was upset that he he was upset he was upset that. After the Cardassians left Bajor, there was no actual growth. There, there wasn't any remorse. They just kept on being their old selves, and they, they, they didn't look back at, 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 at what they had done for the past 50 years and, and, and think, hmm, maybe this wasn't the right way to go about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the stuff, maybe the stuff that we did, are crimes. Like, like, like not, not necessarily like, like maybe they're crimes, but they are, but they were crimes. Like. It, 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 it's like it, it's like it's it's like when you have that one family member whether whether it be like you know like your brother mom dad aunt uncle cousin whoever and and, and you and you love and you love them and and you'll continue and you continue to do you'll continue to but there's still that part of them that you know is totally problematic and you can't help but like just wish and hope upon hope that they will change but 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 you, but you just become kind of frustrated that they don't kind of give up totally. a little bit no absolutely absolutely it's a very interesting way to say it and i think that's what makes Star Trek very interesting is that that you see those sort of interpersonal parallels and i'm looking at this more like the a very obvious parallel would be sort of adolf eichmann and the nazi concentration camps uh, for those who don't know yeah. adolf eichmann was the uh um basically created the railway system that led the Jews into the concentration camps, and he was mm-hmm. one of the only sort of leading members of the Holocaust that was ever captured. He escaped to Argentina, and in the 60s, the Mossad found him and captured him. Why there's not a movie about this, I don't know. It's like one of the coolest spy stories ever that actually happened. Um, but uh, he was sent to trial, and there's a great book called uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem, which coined the phrase uh, banality of evil, actually, uh, by Hannah Arendt. That's amazing. And uh, basically, it, just, it was all about her coming to realize that this person who was this mythical, scary figure is just a dude. And that's sort of why I never quite believed that he was Gardotheel the whole time, because uh-huh. he was too open and broad and boasting. Uh, uh, most people are like that kind of retreat a little bit. Uh, there's a great documentary called The Act of Killing, the, they interview actual people who murdered people en masse in Indonesia and uh, they're much more quiet, they boast they don't, not boast, but they're much more kind of systematic and you could tell he really wanted to piss off Kira and that's why I thought it was more like maybe it's Carter Hill trying to do something than not him, but uh, that's why I kind of like figured that out earlier, but anyways, my point being I like that Star Trek could be like oh here's an interesting parallel to Nazi concentration camps and the you know Israel dealing with trying to bring justice to the Nazis, right. but also um, things that be kind of also about like personal things and how you deal with someone you can't understand anymore. Yeah, I like I like how, I like how you brought in that historical context because because you know because you know on the on the flip on the flip on the flip side how you how you said you did, how you said like you didn't necessarily see it from like or at least at first like from the interpersonal relationship like like I I I didn't. Like and now, now that you say it, it's like okay, yes, totally obvious, makes absolute sense. But 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 I didn't see it from the like histo- like historically, like like this, historically, how does this fit into just into stuff that we know, um, like again, the broader kind of world sense at first. Like I didn't, but you know, it's it's, not, it's, it's, it's nice to see it. It's nice to see it and and understand it from both sides. 
Definitely, definitely. And uh, what what do you think about uh, Kira's seeming uh, character change? Do you think it's going to bring about a bigger character change for her, or is this more of a small moment in the larger arc? I hope that it'll come back at least a couple of times in future episodes. I mean, even if they didn't bring it up at all for the next like season or two, that would be okay. But I do hope that, I don't know, maybe there'll be another episode with another Cardassian prisoner, but maybe a Cardassian who was, I don't know, wrongly accused of something, and then she will, I don't know, speak on their behalf. Oh. I don't know. I think that would be interesting. Of course, I can't presume to know the plots of future episodes, but at least something to make her more sympathetic towards Cardassians and not immediately think they're all bad all the time like she once did. Yeah, I hope so, too. And that would be an interesting uh, parallel. Obviously, she's still in her guard that uh, Cardassian Empire seems to be breathing down Bajor's neck, as we saw in the Dramatis Persona episode last time, uh, which we never got an answer to. But, uh, yeah, hopefully this shows that at least some Cardassians uh, can be trusted and are better off and that some Bajorans aren't going to have the best interest of heart, which we'll see next episode, too. That uh, kind of got oh, two yeah. interesting episodes uh, dealing with that Bajor has its own sort of Machiavellian and, and, and racism and xenophobia, its own issues that it has to deal with and that it's not just this wonderful peaceful planet that's never going to have interpersonal conflict or just have conflict with Cardassia in general. Yeah, it's very you, interesting. You you can't you can't you can't get or at least I don't think that you can, I don't think that you can get this far in in in, in, an, in an overall series of uh, of, Star, of Star Trek as a whole like, like at, at least um, at, the, at the point that, at the point that Deep Space 9 uh, was was airing. You can't get to this point uh, ha- have Star Trek as a whole be on so long, and st- and still and still have and, and, and still have, um, like, like like the the bad the, ba- the bad guys be as cut and dry as in like we're evil for the sake of being evil, no diversion, and and, and the in the, sa- the same way that the Klingon were and the Klingon were uh, at 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 the be- at the beginning of at the beginning of of, the star- of Star Trek and it, and and its whole TV series. You, you, you can't you can't get this far and, and not and not have those who are like, who are like part of the an, part of the anti- antagonistic side and and and, and, ha- and have those who exist where it's like okay actually they have morals right right and they have sort of different ideologies and different reasons for having empires and different uh, goals in mind that's right. what makes Star Trek interesting it's not just not the Star Wars isn't fun it is fun and but it's very simplistic it's uh, bad guys, good guys, and it's telling a different kind of story. It's telling the more classic heroic myth, where this is trying to tell more of a political, uh, relating again, like I said, to real life scenarios. Looking at your own life through science fiction, kind of classic uh, scenarios like that. Uh-huh. And uh, it's an interesting idea that they bring up that uh, can there be forgiveness on either side? You know what I mean? That uh, can you get to a point where we're not killing each other after we've killed each other so long. It's tough to say. It's tough to say with some some groups of people. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask this hard question. Do you think Kira made the right decision uh, telling anyone that he was in fact Maritza, or should she have let him go through with it and give the majority people 
what she thought, what he thought they wanted. Ooh. I don't think. I I I, I don't think that 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 for that for the progression of both Cardassians and Bajorans, it would have been right for her to let him go through with having himself killed. I I I I do I do, I do wish that he hadn't. I, I do wish that he had that he hadn't been killed in the in in, in the end, but and, and that and that and, and that Kira would have been able to somehow peacefully bring somehow peacefully bring him forward to 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 the Bajorans so, so so that so that they can see that um, that they can see that that there that there are Cardassians who are who are remorseful for. Are remorseful for what was done to them as as Bajorans, but 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 I think but I th I think I think to at least have allowed the opportunity for that to happen, um, I, I I think I think was a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I think she did the right thing. Um, even as Maritza, um, maybe with with Kira beside him, he would have been able to tell the story anyway. Right. And. Um, they would at least have, have as, as Peter said, they would have been aware that there are remorseful Cardassians and, you know, you need to know what happened and we were wrong and at least I'm sorry for that, you know, the one person. And not only that, but if he had gone in as Goldar Heel and the Bajorans believed they had killed Goldar Heel, you know that would have gotten back to the Cardassians and that might have flared up some other conflict Yet again, not even if the even if the Cardassians knew, like you know, Galda here was already dead, but it was still you're killing our people. Why are you doing this? Right, right. That's an interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah, that uh, or just even shame them and like, yeah, look, he's been dead for years. You know, you, you didn't yeah. accomplish anything. Right. You just murdered an innocent man, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. just murdered a crazy person. No, that's true. Yeah, it wouldn't have ended well. Logic me out of my side. <laughs> <laughs> you Vulcan me out of my side. Ah. And that makes sense. That makes sense. And you're right that the sometimes the the peaceful truth is much more better than the bitter revenge. Rain really lasts yes, so long. It is. A, right. A person who can tell the story and tell it that they're wrong is very powerful. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. So, anything else to talk about for a duet? I'm good for it. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I think we got very, it. Very excellent episode. We had another, I thought, uh, pretty excellent episode. Uh, an interesting uh, season finale in the hands of the prophets. So in this episode, a Bajoran Orthodox cleric, Vedic Wynn, uh, played by Louise Fletcher, who played uh, Nurse Ratchet in One Foot of the Cuckoo's Nest, which is kind of awesome. Uh, she plays really good female villains that really upset me <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, make me uh, irrationally angry. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, she plays a Bajoran Orthodox cleric named Vedic Wynn, who arrives on the station, uh, watches uh, Kiko teaching uh, children about the wormhole. We sort of learned that uh, the Bajorans always viewed the wormhole as where the gods lived. And uh, so I guess the idea for her, it seems like, is that uh, the idea of teaching that the wormhole is just a scientific anomaly and that you can just go through it is sort of uh, a blasphemous sort of, I guess, saying like if you had a specific place heaven existed or something, 
one religion believed uh, afterlife existed and you could just like go there uh, that would kind of like I guess uh, be very sacrilegious in a sense uh, so she tells Kiko to stop teaching this in her class Kiko refuses uh, Vedigwin basically starts getting the Bajoran uh, people against her um, this results in uh, the school getting blown up and we get a very nice uh, monologue to talk about from uh, Major Sisko, who sides with the uh, Federation. Eventually we learn that actually what is happening is that Vedic Wynn and another Bajoran who's working for Miles O'Brien, Mila, have been plotting this sort of revolt to get the current um, leader who is in running to be the next Kai above her, who is uh, I don't remember his name. Sorry about that. Vedek Baril? Vedek Baril, that's correct. Yes. Vedek Baril, who is less orthodox, more, um, sort of, I guess would be like more reformed, you'd say, more of a uh, even-tempered, kind of willing to compromise uh, Kai. And they're trying to get him there to kill him and make it kind of look, I guess, that like a, a crazed uh, Bajoran orthodox person would do it. Uh, they stop it just in time, but uh, Neela does not give in to that. Uh, Wynn is the one who ordered her to do such things, and uh, the Kai escapes. Uh, but in the meantime, Kira uh, apologizes to Cisco for um, kind of going on a religious rant against them, and we kind of get a nice coda where it seems like the two have kind of worked through a lot of their issues that, that season one has been all about. So, what do we think of this episode? I thought it was very good, and I thought it was, you know, very telling and still relevant for um, many societies in the world today, certainly in the Western world, Uh, and just how there there are groups in America that do not believe that certain aspects of science should be taught in schools, and uh, we live in one of those states where that's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a big uproar about it. And um, thankfully, I have not witnessed some or heard about someone in our state getting killed over it. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Um, but yeah, this was a very real episode, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it, it, was, uh, it was a tough one to watch. Not because it was bad, but because it was very a hard-hitting, uh, very science-focused person, and uh, I'm very frustrated when children are given the opportunity to explore things in all manner of learning. I think mm-hmm. it's totally okay to have both a religion class and a science class, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea of not giving children choice has always been very frustrating to me. So this episode was, and again, played by Nurse Ratchet, who's so good at this sort of carrying, um, Lisa Fletcher's so good at this sweet but not really on your side really manipulative very very undercutting Machiavellian hit in your head kind of character which is just oh it's so tough like you know the constant thing is that Dolores Umbridge makes people way more mad than Voldemort ever does because that's right it's that kind of like you know that person you know that person who has that manipulative just tricky little hold on people that just uses things that 
make other people look bad, you know what I mean? It makes the orthodoxy look bad, but it happens all the time where you see orthodox religion people. And most orthodox people, I think, are good and kind people who are just trying to do religion their own way, but there's always many people who do it in all manner of life and manipulate based on their circumstance. And it's just so frustrating because you know it just makes things worse for both sides. And I think that's what this episode did very well, kind of showing like someone using orthodoxy for their own gain and making both sides look terrible because of it. Yeah. And just showing that, that that compromise is hard to get to. But at least that's what I liked about the ending. Was it was nice that Kira, who is more orthodox, and does start the episode by saying, why not? Why not teach religion? Why not say that the wormhole is our gods? I mean, it's what we believed in for years. And it's nice to see that Cisco and Kira come to a nice understanding of the episode. It, it's not just this spy plot, uh, murder plot. It's It's more than that. What did you think of uh, Cisco's big speech to the people after the bombing of the school? It was sort of Avery's biggest uh, acting moment of the season outside of Emissary, I felt like. Peter, do you want to turn? No, no, sorry. I I, I was actually trying to remember what specifically he said. I I don't know why. I I don't know why that part doesn't necessarily stick He basically said that uh, yeah, he basically comes on the side that uh, that that her way of inspiring fear and uh, and distrust because she's a Bajoran won't work because the Federation has been working with the Bajorans for months now mm. and they know these people and they're not going to all turn on them. They may turn on them slightly but they're always going to come back and they're not going to she's never going to win just through religious uh, persecution. To, 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 to once again go back to how much this ep- to much, how much this episode can connect to stuff that we're going through today. I I, I, I want this to be something that pe- I want I want that that people that people say to each other now. But but uh, now uh, lo- lo- looking looking at all of the conflicts of the world, like where 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 you, where you have where you have two you have two group of people living 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 in the same place. One 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 group one group has a and and they and they've been doing so, for the most part, peacefully. Like they've been working together. They live side by side. They they coexist. Everything's pretty much fine. Yes, like yes, yes. You have those few who do something stupid, but 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 everyone for the but everyone for the most part still remembers. Still 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 goes back to how, you know, that it's just that one group. It's not everyone. Like don't 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 assume don't assume that every person thinks like that. I don't know. I uh, I'm looking over a, a portion of Cisco's speech again, and he makes a he makes a good point. Uh, he says, you know, we don't always agree. We have some damn good fights, in fact, but we always come away from them with a little better understanding and appreciation of each other. And you know, Star Trek is always very good at getting humans to examine their own problems and maybe providing the beginnings of solutions, certainly not claiming to solve all the, the problems in the world, but they do, a, they do a good start. And just saying that you can have disagreements with people, even about very fundamental things, it's okay. But at the end of the day, um, sort of like you said, Ben, you know, teaching both and giving not only children, but you know, I would go as far as to say, as all people, just give them a choice and 
try to un just always trying to understand both sides. And even if you don't agree with the other side, if you can kind of see where they're coming from, then, you know, the world, the space station, whatever, the, the galaxy will be a happier place. So we've had a lot of episodes that are about um, Kiko and O'Brien. Uh, they've always been around in the TNG universe, but it uh, seems like you get a lot more screen time. How do you like them as a couple? How do you like them as characters? Uh, how do you like them in the show this season? I like them. I think they're quite sweet. And O'Brien usually adds some good old Irish comic relief. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, I was really impressed with Keiko in this episode, that she really stood her ground. And I mean, she was very respectful the whole time. Yeah. Vedic win, of course. And I but... can only imagine how hard it must have been to be respectful to, to, like, oh, to yeah. that kind of, relig of a religious figure. Mm-hmm. But uh, no matter what, even, you know, a couple of days later when Vedic Wynn tried to come back and quote-unquote compromise, but not really uh, compromise, uh, Keiko just still stood firm and said, you know, no, this is how it's going to be in my classroom. And Oh, and that shot where, like, all the Bajorans leave and there's, like, five non-Bajoran children left. That's tough. And it's a good way of showing. Uh, this episode had a lot more extras. I think probably like a bigger... I think I read that it had a bigger budget, and it, it helped to feel like this station was a lot more populated uh, by having a lot more people. That shot in particular just perfect. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I remember when we did the episode where she found at a school, we were like, um, "Okay, <laughs> like right. it's interesting idea," but it was like, ah, we're like "Right, we're, just like, where are we cute. going with this? Why is this happening? What are you doing, Keiko?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's actually kind of led to one of the bigger episodes of the season. The season finale was all about the school, so that was kind of cool. It's cool to see that this show is, I know this show is famous for its arcs, and this season finale, I feel like it had a few, like, continuations, especially I felt like with Kira and Cisco. It's like the big thing this season for me, um, and I really liked the last episode where it's just like, she admits, you know, we've had a couple of times and maybe it's getting a little old with the Cisco and Kira. Like, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, you're right, too. But, but I thought this one in particular was really sweet in the way that uh, they just kind of, like, accept that the their, their places and that Cisco's always going to be the Federation guy and it's going to be a little bit at odds. Uh -huh. She's always going to be the Victorian fighter. She's trying to look after Bajor, but knows her place now and knows that she has to work with the Federation and it's all right to compromise Hopefully it means character growth we'll see next season. But, uh, yeah, I really am surprised that this, the, the school arc that we thought was just so one note ended up being... Ended uh, up being pretty central. Yeah. <laughs> ended up being the premise for a murder plot and big uh, <laughs> character reveals. Interesting. I wonder if the... Uh, I'm trying to think of the other, like, uh, the stem bolts will come back and be the key... <laughs> Self-sealing stem bolts. Self-sealing right stem bolts. Right Come on. There's going to be season four. The ship's going to explode without self-stealing stem bolts. <gasps> and Jake is going to pop out of nowhere and be like, I have two that you can use here. <laughs> I thought you had all a crate load. Um, so yeah, I, thought, I like Keiko a lot. She was actually apparently supposed to be Tasha Yar originally. She was uh, really? in the running to play Tasha oh. Yar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, just an interesting little... Uh, thing I learned recently. So yeah, is there uh, anything else to really say for uh, In the Hands of the Prophets? 
there, 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 there actually, there actually is one thing. I, I, one, one thing I want to, I want to say. Um, to, God, what, 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 what was it? What was, what was your name? Um, the, the, the religious leader again. God, I forget. Why do I forget now? Bedek Win. Bedek Win. What? No. Uh, uh, Bedek Win. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Bedek Win. Thank, yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you. So, 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 um, so, the, the, the two, the, the two, the two parts in the, the two parts in the episode. One. Uh, the the, fir- the the first part where the first the first part where where she where she is telling the the Bajor, the Bajoran woman yes act now we're ba- we're we're, ba- we're basically bumping up the timeline but Ooh, but but, then, but 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 yeah which was horrifyingly like hor- like horrifyingly uncomfortable and like evil to see but um and but but then but 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 then but then at, but then at the end when she essentially accepts no responsibility. For, for 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 the for the almost for the for the almost murder that was committed, I'm 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 not. Um, it it, it, remi- it reminded me of the uh, it reminded me of the 2011 Tuscan shooting. Not I, I I'm I'm not and 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 to and to any of our listeners, I am not trying to, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not trying I'm not trying to imply, that I'm, I'm not trying to imply that she that that she was responsible. But uh, but uh, Sarah, Sarah Sarah Palin at at at, the, at this time, um, there 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 were there there were many people in the in the in the media who 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 accused her who who, who accused her and her political rhetoric uh, as as uh, as as having even a little bit to do to, to do to do what to do with that attack that killed that killed six people and then and, and then wounded uh the, the, the democratic representative um i believe her name was uh gabrielle Ga- giffords thank you yeah Ga- yeah Ga- Ga- gabrielle giffords um and and how and, and how and how um and and how, how how part of the blame that 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 they were placing on placing on Palin, uh, had 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 to do with her organization swing district map uh with 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 with, with, with crosshairs over crosshairs over 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 essentially like like a de- a de- democratic targets that that that's, that's, that she that she wanted to take down and beat. And, oh, yeah, I remember that. Right. Yeah. And and how and, and and how and how and how Sarah how Sarah Palin called it called it called it blood level. I'm not. I'm 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 in no way saying that. That's. I'm I'm in no way saying that. Sarah Palin was responsible for the for the for the for the, for the, for the 2011 Tuscan shooting. I am simply saying that. I am I'm simply I'm simply saying that I saw like a loose connection between between the two with with ha- with having with having this powerful figure have that kind of influence have that kind of influence over a group over a group of people that they that they at the very least felt it necessary to take some kind of violent act again again against against those who they were personally opposed to no for sure and I I think there are those kind of disturbing parallels to real life um i've i viewed it more personally um my own view is that it, that scene reminded me of the uh, uh, scenes of sort of uh, muslim terrorists you know what i mean being told right. to, yeah to, to go into a suicide bombing that you know god will reward you for the horrible things you're about to do because they're the right thing to do and yeah um, exactly that too you're right it is that kind of scariness of authoritative power using imagery and and distancing themselves saying well i didn't tell them to do that you know, like i didn't condone that i just said that you know if you do this then maybe god would reward you okay they made the decision you know that's always the the more 
I mean, I mean, sinister, I mean, scary I mean, idea. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, even even recently, this this year with with Trump with Trump saying that he was joking about about violence being taken against against Clinton, I, I can't like. If 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 anything had if anything had happened soon after he made those comments, people would have looked at him and been like, "Dude, what the hell? Yeah. You literally encouraged this. You literally you literally encouraged this." But 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 but, but thankfully nothing happened. But he, but but even but even still, when he was called out for it, he 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 simply responded with, "I was just joking. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't want anyone to actually do that." And it's like. But it doesn't matter. The fact that you would even suggest such a thing—that's what's problematic. That's that's the that's the issue here. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the idea of uh, removing culpability from yourself. The one to let others do your dirty work is the very scary thing. Very scary idea, particularly when you use religion or fear or right. or tradition or any sort of thing that kind of uh, breeds brute mind thinking is very much a scary idea which is why i think cisco's speech was very passionate that you can have the individuals who will never prove you but on the whole these people they know us and they're never going to do a full-on revolt like you want right because they trust us too much and you're too late essentially so uh is there anything else to say about uh this episode uh I'm I'm just gonna say that 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 I that I that I finally got a spoiler, um, with 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 my friend with my friend drop with my friend accidentally dropping a little bit a little bit of knowledge, so, so so, um, I mean I mean I mean of, I mean of course she's going to come back. You you can't have a character like Vedic win, not oh make, such a great actress not, too. And yeah yeah. Oh my god, she was so spot on. But you you can't have a character like that not like not like not return but but going forward uh in the future seasons um for for, for for whenever she comes back it's going to be interesting to see how um like, like, like how, how how this conflict that 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 was essentially that was more or less started here how how, how it could develop and expand but hopefully be quickly quashed right Right, and and she's an interesting character. I'm glad she comes back. Uh, right, you said uh, that, that kind of eternal major and power struggle is very interesting. Sarah, I know you said you're a big fan of of how religion is always portrayed in these science fiction shows. How do you enjoy mm-hmm. this episode, sort of expanding the Bajoran religion a little bit? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see where this goes. I I think the I'm kind of obsessed with Bajor, actually. Like, I, I'm really interested in the Bajor and Cardassian conflict. I'm really interested in alien religions. And right now we're talking about a Bajoran religion. So this makes me very happy and very eager to learn more. As am I. As am I. So um, what, let's talk just a little bit before we go uh, about season one. We finished season one. Uh, Deep Space Nine. Yay! Yay! Six more to go. Uh, <laughs> that was very long. That being said, we finished season one, I think, a lot quicker than we initially intended. Oh my gosh. No, no. Because uh, while these podcasts, dear viewers, are, are coming out once a week, and we're talking about two episodes a week, we're actually recording about two or three podcasts 
per yeah. week because yeah. we're all nerds with no real lives and so we just sit around and watch Star Trek. Right. Which is true. great. Uh, so yes, while it, it may take you a long time to listen to all of our wonderful, very entertaining episodes, we got through one season of Deep Space Nine probably in what? Two months? A month six That's weeks? Six weeks. Yeah, something uh, like that. Five, six weeks, that's it. This is right before I moved, yeah, so a little bit before that. Yeah, no, if you, you want to timeline it, we just recorded our War Dogs uh, movie game podcast episode, so wherever that came out, that's how long ago this was recorded, so you can kind of get a judge of how ahead we are, which is good, because that means if we do get lives, all of a sudden, we can wait a little bit. But the show's been fun. It's, it's not been a, uh, a slog. That's the thing I'll say, is that everyone says, like, oh, season one, you gotta... Push through it. It's not the most uh, easy season, but it gets great, you know, uh, which you hear a lot for a lot of shows. Um, but uh, I actually really like this one a lot. I liked it a lot more than uh, I liked the TNG first season. And, uh, Agreed. Yes. A lot more than, well, I mean, a lot more, but about similar to like, the original series first season. I actually really enjoyed it. There were some filler episodes or some meh episodes, but... Nothing I hated and nothing that I was just like, oh, God, no, why? Yeah, no, yeah uh, no, nothing where it was, like, absolutely and completely just dragging. Like, yeah. Like, there, like there's, there's still, there still seemed to be a purpose to everything that was happening for the most part. Would you agree, Sarah? Yes, yes, I would. Um, I just, I really like all the characters on this show, and... Um, if there's not necessarily character growth in an episode, there's definitely, I don't know, just character entertainment, I guess. And they're all fun and interesting. And uh, you get attached to them really quickly. So I'm excited to see where they go throughout the rest of the series. For sure, for sure. Would you say, what would you say is the best episode of season one? Oh. Hmm. I had a tough time between Duet and Emissary. But I think I just like that one section in Emissary the best. Like, if there's one part of the first season, it's the it's Cisco explaining life and linear life to the, the alien race. Oh, yeah, but, that, that was um, pretty interesting. But overall episode, I think it'd probably be Duet. Um, and a little bit, like, it's a little clunky, but it's kind of like classic Twilight Zone in that good way, where it's like a really good story and a really good twist. It doesn't hold together 900%, but, like, everything there is really polished and clean and beautiful and the moral is so interesting and so good to chew on that it, it was probably my favorite of the season. But yeah, I also really uh... like um, Captive Pursuit and uh, a few other ones. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I agree. I, uh, I'm looking at a list of all the episodes in season one right now and I Sorry. do think Duet was probably my favorite. Um, Progress would be a close second, though, uh, which is... Um, again, a Kira-centric storyline, but I thought that one was really interesting and had more character development for, for Kira as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just like it when Kira has character development. We're getting character development for our favorite Bajoran, so what's not to love? What's, what's not yeah. to love? Peter, do you have a favorite episode of season one? Um... I, I, I guess just because it's like first impressions my, my, honestly my, my favorite episode probably like at this very moment is in the hands of the prophets because because having everything that happened in that episode having that be the season finale 
and and then and and then and then having viewers wait a few months before before you come back for season two makes me excited to see what makes me excited to see to see what all is going to happen next yes definitely definitely uh which of the main crew would you say was the mvp of the season Ooh. kira yeah me too yeah, it's kira, kira right, right it's got to be kira i mean that's the thing about season one is i feel like the biggest arc was kira and yes. the Jordan right and kira I feel like so much this season especially the way it ends is uh, about the future of bajor and what it means to have the federation be around bajor what it means to rebuild a broken uh, society that is still alive, you know, that is trying to rebuild. And, uh, that's what makes Kira so interesting. Uh-huh. I what almost wish that um, Duet and In the Hands of the Prophets had been reversed Ooh. in their order. I mm-hmm. felt like Duet had a sort of almost even more of a punch of an ending than In the Hands of the Prophets did. Both of them were very important episodes, certainly, Agreed. but uh, I just feel that that moment uh, at the very end of Duet where Kira says, you know, being a Cardassian is not enough reason for them to die. That is a huge turning point for her character. And that would have been, I feel, more of like a cliffhanger, mm, I guess. Right. Or, or not even a cliffhanger is not the right word, but it's you know what I mean? It's a dark way to end the season. It's a dark way to end the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, technically both were, but. It's true. It's true. You get a little bit of the nicer thing with like Kira and Cisco being like, you know, we're going to work together. Sure. Um, but you're also right that like, it does end with like she gets away and she might be a villain later on and mm-hmm. you gotta watch out for her and stuff like that. That's why I felt more like season villain. I mean, like, it does that kind of. Yeah. Is this gonna be our villain next season? Yeah. Are we gonna watch out for her? You know. Um, know. Who do you think was the best guest star? Uh, One off. Uh, oh. So you got Loxana Troy. You got the Grand Negus. You right. got the. Uh, the, the character from Captive Pursuit. You got a lot of good uh, oh, this, this are coming is very difficult. Yeah, yeah, this is when it gets difficult. Yeah, yeah. I also That's like um, Malabok from Progress. Ah, yes, oh, Malabok, yeah. definitely. I don't know. Q as who well. To you, can't, you can't pick Q just because he's Q. That's no, I, I honestly wouldn't pick Q or, or no. Vod. Yeah, I didn't I mean, like that. Was, that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, probably my least favorite episode, honestly. I would say it was Just definitely it sort of a lackluster episode for okay. me. So yeah. no. I I I just I kind of just love all Sean. <laughs> I like the Nate Grand Negus a lot. <laughs> he was such a delight. There's like more interesting yeah. characters. Loxana Troy did some really fascinating stuff, but uh, oh, he's just fun. He's really right. fun. He to was see a lot of fun. fun. Hearing that voice again and like and, and not and and. and simply because I wasn't expecting it and then that's the voice I hear and then it's like oh my god this is perfect <laughs> like it fits, so, exactly, yeah, <laughs> it fits so well it fits so well do either of you have a, a, a particular favorite I also just do like that character from Captain Pursuit he's just he's an interesting character oh yeah yeah think, what was what was he called again I'm pulling it up on the old Wikipedia. Tosk. That's Tosk. right. Tosk. He's Tosk and he is Tosk, yes. And I am oh, Tosk. I am Tosk. I am Tosk. He is Tosk. Yes. Uh, so, either of you have one that you, uh, you love? I don't know. I was honestly, honestly going to say the Degas because he was so much fun. 
I mean, it was I, really fun. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I, 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 th- I think honestly, most, like, like, mo- most of the guest stars this season, they, they, they were all great, but that was just a fun episode. Definitely. So, so I, I, I think, I, so I, I think, I think that's why he sticks out to me. I think I'm gonna have to go with Loxana Troy for my favorite guest star. The Nagus was great. I love Wallace Shawn, and I love that episode, but. Right, right. I um, I don't know. I just I really, I loved getting to see a new side of her that we've only ever seen with her daughter on Next Generation, uh, but I don't know. It was it was it was good to see Odo, you know, let down his his boundaries a little bit, and uh, well, he he didn't really have a choice. He was disintegrating, but. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's just, and her, and her her performance was great as well. She's she's able to do both the sort of carefree and chatterbox um, mad woman basically, but she can also be you know quite sweet and sentimental and caring. And uh, it was nice to see that side of Tro- of Mrs. Troy. Awesome. And the last but not least, uh, you were to give a rating for this season on a scale of one to nine <laughs> just to make it nine. weird ah, ah. Oh my uh, get it it's a joke um, on a scale of one to nine where would you rate this season knowing that you haven't seen any of the seasons so, you know. right but I guess it's yeah, just on general show level I guess right now. I guess I'll start saying I'd probably give it a six some yeah. really good stuff but a little bit uneven but the, the highs are really good and the good characters. Maybe I'm just trying to relate a little lower because I'm no. probably gonna love later seasons. So no, you're, no, you're, no, I, I, I think, I think, or at least by my count, you're about right. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say a six point five. Like, like I'm, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Def, definitely had its, it, its, its moments of kind of like lull, but, uh, but, but, but overall, I, overall, I, as a first season, I enjoyed it a lot. I, uh, I 100% agree with both of you. I was going to give it a 6.5 as well, Peter, um, but for, for the same reasons that both of you said. It was really good for a first season, and I think it has, you know, it, it's a really good setup for the show, and despite general consensus from other fans, it, it does, you know, I enjoyed it. I would watch season one again. I think it's really good. Um, but I can, I can tell that it's... It, it, it didn't pull out all of the stops all of the time. It still needs... Some of the episodes were flat. Yeah. I admit that. But is yeah. all, it, all in all, it was definitely enjoyable, and I can't wait to see where the series goes from here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, we will we will see where the series goes from here on our next episode, which we will jump right into Season 2 with The Homecoming and then The Circle. So that will be next week in the... Meantime, that has been our episode. I want to thank Peter and Sarah as always. Our theme song is by Captain Meat Shield. You can check him out on Twitter at cptn underscore Meat Shield. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com, including our new show, which I know Sarah and uh, Peter, are you on this as well? The anime show? Oh, Animania? Yeah. Yeah, you guys want to pitch Animania real quick? 
Yeah, and yeah, and Anim Animania, Animania is, is Sarah, is Sarah and I, along with Jack and Trevor, and we and we and we talk about and discuss and discuss uh, anime, whether it, whether it be a TV show or a film, uh, kind of uh, kind of yeah, going back a, and forth. It's a really interesting. Uh, I don't listen, I don't do much anime, but I really enjoyed y'all's uh, conversation. So, look forward to more of that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah but you can also check out. Do you want to say something, Peter? No, no, yeah, I, I, was, I was, I was just, I was just gonna say, like, I, de I definitely, definitely listening to it because, because between the four of us, you're, you're, you're getting, you're getting like different, I guess, experience levels or, or not, not experience, expo exposure levels uh, to, to anime, ranging from really haven't watched it much at all to have seen, have, to have seen a lot of it and can pick out like different stuff that, different, different stuff that, that someone, that someone prefers over an, over another. Yeah, I think it, I like that for a reason. It's also you guys are very fun. <laughs> You're a funny group of people. Oh. You're always enjoyable to listen to. I am totally biased, but I don't care. Oh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> you can also check out our other shows. We got Feast for Bros, Save Point, Movie Gang, Podcast. That's it. <laughs> we got a lot. I think that's shows. it. Yeah. Um, if you like the show, please like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It does help us find new listeners. It really, truly does. Until next time, when we will be back for season two. This has been the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.